Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Isaiah chapter 12, the Old Testament reading for this fifth Sunday of Easter. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. This is God's word. Quiz time this morning. I'm going to see if any of you remember anything from last Sunday's sermon. In that sermon, I talked about things that we as Christians have by and large forgotten how to do. You don't have to answer out loud, but you can think if you remember some of them. I talked about how fasting is a discipline we've kind of forgotten. Grieving is something that we've changed our attitude towards as we've changed our attitudes towards dealing with death. And of course, the theme of last week's sermon was lamenting, complaining to God, bringing your struggles and your complaints Before the ear of your father. Well this morning. I'm going to add another one. To the list. You should have. Caught wind of it. Well if you read the sermon title. In the bulletin. Or if you noticed what today is. On the front of our bulletin. We have these Latin names. For these Sundays of Easter. We have them. In Lent as well. And in Advent. Today is called cantata. It's a Latin word. And that word comes from the first word of our introit for today. What is it that we, the church, have in large part forgotten how to do? We have forgotten how to sing. We've forgotten how to sing. I don't know how many of you know this, but for many years, the Lutheran church has been known as the singing church because of the way its people would gather together and join their voices together in beautiful song. It traces all the way back to Martin Luther himself who was known to have said, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. The gift of language combined with the gift of song was given to man that he should proclaim the word of God through music. In other words, Luther remind us, it is a wonderful thing to proclaim the word of God, but if you can join the word of God to music, how much better. It was Luther himself who wrote the hymn we just sang. Dear Christians, one and all, rejoice. In other words, Christians, sing of what your God has done for you. Now, there are some places over the past year where Christians have faced challenges with singing. We, we didn't get this here 
in Michigan, but I have pastor friends in other states or in other countries where governments actually tried to forbid churches from singing. Now, we as the church do the best we can to submit to government. But where God gives us a clear command, we must, in the words of St. Peter in the book of Acts, obey God rather than men. And we are told to sing. It's in our Old Testament reading today. Sing praises to the Lord. Why? For he has done gloriously. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. That's you, inhabitant of Zion, the person who dwells where God dwells. That's you. You are to sing. Some of you might be thinking, easy for you to say, Pastor, you're good at singing. No, I'm loud at singing. There's a difference. I'm loud and I don't care if I make mistakes. But we get self-conscious about our voices, don't we? We'll get to that. Isaiah, another one of these series of prophets who's prophesying to exiles, people who are being forced out of their home, forced into strange lands. He sets out in our Old Testament reading with these words. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. A song, music, is often driven by our circumstance. Those of you who like music or who like to sing along to the radio or to the playlist on your phone, I'm sure often choose music that's appropriate to your mood, to your circumstance, to the things that are going on in life. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. What must it be like to have the Lord looking on you in anger? Perhaps we've forgotten. Perhaps we've forgotten the depth of our sins, of our guilt, in a world where we are more and more uncomfortable. Forget talking about our own sin, even just calling a thing sin. Justifying and excusing our every action. When what does sin entail? It entails that the Lord God looks upon you in anger. We downplay the seriousness of our sin, but sin 
makes us enemies of God. Remember in the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20 where the Lord describes himself as a jealous God demanding that we place him above all other things. His ways above our own ways. His word above every other word. It is a fearful thing to be at odds with the Lord God. And yet, what else can the Christian do when the Lord's anger is turned away? Though you were angry with me, O Lord, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. The writer to the Hebrews reminds us without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And thanks be to God, dear friends in Jesus, Christ has shed blood for you. Offered the sacrifice of his blood that turns God's anger away from you. And when the anger of the holy righteous God is turned away from you, what else can you do but sing? What else can you do but sing? I want you to note the words we get from Isaiah chapter 12 this morning. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. I want you to note that not only is God the source of our salvation, not only is he the source of our strength and the reason for our song, he is our salvation. He is our strength. He is our song. You have a song because you have a Lord, a Redeemer, a Savior. Who has turned God's anger away from you so that his face looks on you in love? I don't care how creaky your voice is, how off pitch you are, how unable to keep a beat you might be. You have a song. Because you have Jesus Christ. Who sheds his blood for you. Who takes his life back up again. Who promises he will return from his father's right hand for you.
Now, maybe singing comes a little bit diff- difficultly, difficult for you. I want you to think about, though, what a song is, even. It's sounds and words, but not just any sounds and words. We know we can turn on our evening news or listen to two people fighting and bickering and you can hear sounds and words that are nothing like music. There's sounds and words that are given order and rhythm so that they are pleasing to the ear. Your Lord Jesus Christ is your song because he gives your life order and rhythm, purpose, and meaning, a future, and hope. And is there anything more pleasing to hear than that Christ has died for sinners, that Christ has died for you? And life is yours in his blood. What greater music is there to hear than that? So whether your voice is loud and at times bordering on obnoxious like mine, or your voice is soft and meek, or your voice has left you completely, you have a song. That song is sung when Jesus forgives your sins, takes away the Father's anger, and ensures that you are looked upon in love. In our gospel this morning, Jesus promises his disciples the gift of his spirit. When the spirit of truth comes, Jesus says he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. It's St. John himself who gives us our gospel today, who first identifies Jesus as the Word. The Word made flesh. And as Jesus reminds us in our gospel today, it's a spirit-filled Word. The Word that is in your heart and in your mouth that comes forth when you speak and when you sing is a Word that delivers spirit and life, and truth. And it is the most beautiful song that there is. Sinners redeemed. Sinners given life. Sinners with the assurance of eternity. 
Sinners proclaiming this song in their words and in their deeds each and every day. Dear church, sing the song. Hear of Christ. Be forgiven. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.